0: السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله وعلى اله وصحبه ومن والاه all praise and thanks is due to Allah Azza wa Peace and salutations upon Muhammad ibn Abdullah. Salawatullahi wa Salamuhu alayh. Peace and salutations upon his family, upon his friends, and upon all those who try to emulate him until the end of time. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, over the next few days, plus minus two or three days, Inshallah, we will be looking at a very important topic and that is the topic of Zakah. And the reason why I chose this is that many people in the month of Ramadan, they tend to pay their Zakah and they have many questions. So bi Lahi ta'ala we will try and keep this as brief as possible but yet informative bi ta'ala. The word Zakah in the Arabic language it means growth, blessings and purification. With regards to the shari'ah meaning, and this is the meaning that we focus on, zakah means to worship, it means worship in Allah Azza wa Jal by giving that which he has enjoined of different kinds of zakah to those who are entitled to them according to the guidelines prescribed in the Sharia. Many people, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, they get confused between sadaqah and zakah. Sadaqah means worshipping Allah by giving money without that being made compulsory in the Sharia. So Sadaqah, it is not compulsory. The word Sadaqah is sometimes used to prefer to obligatory zakah which we find in the Quran. So is there a difference between zakah and Sadaqah? Yes there is. Zakah is enjoined in Islam on specific things which are gold, silver, crops, fruits, trade goods, and livestock, camels, cattle, sheep, etc. We'll discuss this in detail tomorrow, Be Number two, with regards to, or under this, with regards to sadaqah, it is not wajib on any kind of wealth. Rather, it is what a person can give without any specific limits or guidelines. Point number two, zakah is subject to the conditions that one full hijri has passed since acquiring the wealth and that the wealth meets the minimum threshold which is the nisab and this again will be discussed tomorrow. Sadaqah is not subject to any conditions, it can be given at any time and in any amount and Allah knows best. So where do we get zakah from? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions in the Qur'an and he mentions in hadith. Allah says in the Qur'an and in various places in the Qur'an, وَأَقِيمُ الصَّلَاةَ وَآتُ <الزكاة> That establish salah and pay your zaka. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said that بُنْيَا الْإِسْلَامَ الْأَخَمْزِ That Islam is based on five things. شَهَادَةُ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَا إِلَّا إِلَّهَ إِلَّ اللَّهِ Muhammad مُحَمَّدَ رَسُولُ اللَّهُ, That Islam is based on worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the testimony of faith. La ilaha illallah. None has a right to be worshipped except Allah. And Muhammad, peace be upon him, is the messenger of Allah. And to establish salah. And to pay your zakah, to fast in the month of Ramadan, and to go on hajj. So this proves to us that to give the zakah, if you are by the means and it becomes wajib on you, then it is compulsory for you to pay your zakah a important and very common question who do i give my zakat to someone knocks on my door can i give him my zakah? my nephew needs to buy a car can i give him zakah? again we go back to the quran surah tauba verse number 60 inna lil fuqara masakin وَفِي الْرِقَابِ وَالْغَارِمِينَ وَفِي سَبِيلِ, الل- وفي سبيل اللَّهِ وَبْنِ السَّبِيلِ فَرِيْضَةً مِّنَ اللَّهِ وَاللَّهُ عَلِيمٌ حَكِيمٌ الله سبحانه وتعالى and here he uses the word, إِنَّمَا الصَّدَقَاتِ But here the word sadaqah means zakah. And this is why it is extremely important to study knowledge at the feet of ulamah. And not just to go to Sheikh Google or Mufti Google and you type in something because you might get the opposite and Allah knows best. So here it says that there's eight categories of people that can get zakah. Zakah only for the fuqarah, for the poor and al-masakin and those employed to collect the funds of zakah and to attract the hearts of those who have been inclined towards Islam and to free the captives and for those who are in debt, and for those that are in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the mujahidun, those that are fighting, jihad, and for the wayfarer, a traveler who is cut off from everything, a duty is imposed by Allah, and Allah is the all-knower, the all-wise. So the first and second are the fuqara and the masakin, the poor and the needy. They should be given zakah to meet their needs. The difference between the fukara and the masakin is that the fukara are in greater need. One of them cannot find enough to suffice himself and his dependents for half a year. The masakin are better off than the fukara because they can find half or what will suffice them or more. These people should be given zakah because of their need. So how... Do we evaluate this need? The ulama, they've explained that they should be given what they need to suffice them and their families for one year because the year, once the year has passed, zakah will become due again. Just as the year is the unit of time by which zakah becomes due, so too the year should be the unit of time by which the poor and needy who are entitled to zakah should be given zakah This is a good view that we should give the poor and needy person what will suffice him and his family for a full year and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. Point number three, or the third category, those employed to collect or administer the zakah. And this is appointed by the authorities. This refers to those who are involved in the collection and distribution of zakah and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. The fourth category to attract the hearts of those who have been inclined towards Islam. These are people or these are people who may be given zakah in order to open their hearts towards Islam, either a person that is a kafir who we hope will become Muslim or a Muslim to whom we give in order to strengthen his faith. So a Kafir wants to embrace Islam, wants to know about Islam and he does embrace Islam, he can get off this or a weak Muslim in order to strengthen their hearts and Allah knows best. This must obviously be given by the Waliul Amr, this must be given by the Muslim authority and not any person that just walks on the street, I want to give my zakah because I think he's going to become a Muslim. The fifth category is those who are entitled to zakah is the slaves and obviously There's no slavery in our time, so we won't be discussing this. The sixth category is those people that are in debt. The scholars divided debt into two categories. Debt's incurred to bring about reconciliation and debt's incurred because of need. With regards to debt incurred to bring about reconciliation, they gave the example of a case where there is a dispute. Conflict or war between two tribes and a man of goodwill standing and honor comes and reconciles between these two tribes Incurring expenses for which he takes responsibility So we should give this man money from zakah in appreciation of his effort Which has put an end to enmity hostility and bloodshed He should be given zakah regardless of whether he is rich or poor and Allah knows best the second category of debtors is the one who is in debt of his own account, who took a loan either to meet his own needs and he did not have money, his debt may be paid off from zakah funds so long as he does not have any wealth that could be used to pay off the debt. So sometimes we know someone, one of our family members, he's struggling, he doesn't have money to pay. I have Zakka and I know he's in debt. I can give him zakah so in order for him to pay off his debt. The question that also comes up quite often, is it better for us to give the zakah wealth to the debtor to pay off his debt or to the lender and pay it off on his behalf? Sometimes we find that someone is going through difficulty. Their children are at university. They need to pay a certain amount of fees. They are at school. They are in debt. Can I give the school, the money, can I give the school or the university? Or I know he owes someone a hundred thousand rand, can I go directly to that person and give the hundred thousand rand? So, here it depends. If the debtor is keen to pay off his debt and he can be trusted to use the money so that he pays off his debt, then we will say give it to him. But if he's a careless man who wastes his money and because of wasting his money, he found himself in the situation. Then, we will say, you can buy things, you can give it to him. Or, you can go to the lender and say, how much does this person owe you? Here's the money. And, you can square up his debt and Allah knows best. The seventh category. Those that are in Allah's cause, fighting in jihad, And this category, there's a difference of opinions amongst the ulama'. That who is those people that fights in the path? Some of them say it is only for the mujahideen. Others say no. That it can be for the scholars as well. Because they are fighting for the sake of Allah. In the sense of they are teaching. They are writing books. They are defending Islam. So they can get from the zakah as well. And Allah knows best. The last one is the wayfarer. So the wayfarer is someone that he goes on travel. But something happens, he loses his wallet, he forgets his pin code, he cannot get to his account. He might be a millionaire in his country, but where is he traveling now? He's in the middle of the desert for example, he's in a country he was robbed, everything is taken away from him. He has nothing, he only has the clothes on his back. So what happens to such a person that even if he's rich, even if he's poor, he can get off. The zakah as he becomes a wayfarer and Allah knows best. Tomorrow, bi'ithnillah, we will carry on with the zakah and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide and protect us to forgive our shortcomings. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. rahmatullahi warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.